my brother is in Australia, so it's like what, like uh, right. eleven PM for them, and also it's before my sister Catherine because she has my niece who's only two and a half, so she can't really like. It's an easy time, sort of. Yeah, she can't really do so, it late because like she might wake up and stuff like that. So yeah, it's just so seems like quite a random start to the day. Like <laughs> yeah, it is kind of yeah. <laughs> it's just, Asking like fucking lots of different questions and and stuff. I it's a bit too bit too close to school yeah. for my liking. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's so funny because we we all complain because like me and my siblings are all quite different in like our interests a wide lot if you know what I mean. And then like all of us would like have some mm-hmm. similarities in a way. I suppose me and Helen's cooking, me and Jerry's music, me and my dad is like fucking uh, like sci-fi and then me and, me and Catherine probably wanted most odd because I sometimes like put in questions like what does HPLC mean which is like science you know and then she put in a HP I asked that question once and she put in what HPLC meant from an accounting perspective which I'd never heard of before <laughs> 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 like, I don't even know that exists I guess that's right yeah <laughs> but um it's just funny because like none of us really do well at each other's rounds and like I keep making questions and I think oh, this will be pretty easy like this is fine and they're like Thomas what the fuck is that <laughs> <laughs> So, good start yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask, like, I uh, just talking about, like, going for a nap. I don't really do that anymore, or very often. Mm. I always find it, like, kind of, uh, I know when I th- when I think of, it's like, or if I go, like, okay, it's time to take a nap. Uh, I find it really hard. Really? <laughs> does, does that happen to you? It does, yeah, because I don't always, when I go for a nap, I don't necessarily always sleep, but sometimes I just rest. You know, just lying yeah. down in comfort. Like it's that's whenever I'd always like listen to audiobooks. Like most mm. Mondays of early shift, when I get home from work, I'll probably go for at least a half an hour, forty five minute nap, and that one I'll probably sleep because I'm tired. But sometimes I just go because I'm kind of bored, or like I just want to, like as you say, kind of reset. I kind of want to like refresh yeah. myself a bit because you know, like because you can go around and sometimes you're like kind of groggy, or you're still you're just kind of like you're not like. F- you're not like feeling a hundred percent or you're just a bit tired, but sometimes if you just lie down for like half an hour and you get up and it's like, yeah. that saved the rest of your evening by taking that half an hour. Yeah, definitely. But I don't always sleep. I very rarely sleep. I think I just kind of lie there. Yeah. Kind of... I always, cause I always like think about like, I'm, if I lie down, I'm just like, okay, I need to do this in like an hour. And then like, it's so hard to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today I like, uh, I lay down and set my alarm for like two hours, but I woke up after like 45 minutes mm. and, the uh, or no actually no it would have been longer than that actually oh no except for like an hour actually hmm. I think that's pretty good then yeah <laughs> but so, yeah so uh, before your alarm <laughs> yeah well that's the kind of thing I was like I was like if I wake up before this and I feel like better then I'll get up but like yeah it's just like a so I don't sleep all night kind of thing yeah yeah I always like but then when I do that it's like I, I'm so think I'm so thinking about going to sleep because I've only got two hours. <laughs> it's yeah. like because I've got two hours of sleep, take away like half an hour of getting to sleep. That's why I like, yeah. <laughs> like to start doing all this. Yeah, I can't rest. And what did this? One? I found it, it mad when I was. Yeah. Hmm, so I just put up, but I put on some Futurama and I drifted off pretty quickly. That's good. Yeah, Futurama's a good one to drift off to. That'd be a good fave of mine. Yeah. Just lighthearted and touching enough, while yeah, also I've seen it so many times that if I fall asleep, it does not matter. 
you can close your eyes and you know exactly yeah, what's going yeah, on. Pretty much, yeah. Like I've done it before. I remember because I actually Futurama was like my go-to show and fucking chemo, like, and that's what it was pure wreck. But I remember like I mean going through like mm-hmm. s- like season after season, like a day, and I'd fall asleep at like episode one, wake up at like maybe episode eight, halfway through the episode, know exactly what's going on, go back to sleep, wake up like fucking ten episodes later again, know exactly what's going on. Like it was so much like yeah. it's just kind of kind of joyful or something it was nice yeah like i started watching it again not like um not properly just like kind of when You're i want there, to like... if i feel like yeah if i just like i don't know usually i don't put on anything when i'm going to sleep anymore but sometimes i'll just want something kind of yeah. distracting by watching that again and this time i was like i was like i don't know man you've watched it too many times this one isn't going to be fun <laughs> <laughs> like, i had that in my head going and i was like it's like okay you've you've pushed gone too far you only watched it recently enough i think i watched it all last year again (laughs) i was like you're pushing it and i put it on i was like nah it's still great yeah (laughs) like um and i noticed another like every time i watch it there's something new i noticed too and i noticed another i noticed a joke well like i remember noticing the joke before but i don't think i didn't get it on the like the the level it was intended And I think it was the Luck of the Fryrish episode. Yeah, it's not the one where it starts off where they're um, they're at the horse racing. Yeah, and that's where he, yeah that is where he electrocutes himself then because he's like one dollar left and he climbs up the pole. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. And he's like, I'm so unlucky, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the first uh, great episode in the season in the series. Yeah, like they're all good, but that's a great episode. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. That's the first one where it's like, oh, this is fucking this just show's some, next level. Yeah, some Futurama episodes really are just like the one that people always usually bring up is the one with Seymour, his dog, because it's so heartbreaking at the end. Yeah, Jurassic Park. It's so heartbreaking yeah. at the end because for an animated show, particularly on the end, to just go for that high, high level of even all aside from all the comedy and stuff, but that was proper like upsetting <laughs> i remember yeah. watching that first time being pure upset afterwards it's like i know you waited for 12 years <laughs> like, i know <laughs> but, but i also um, love in that episode that he fucking he does a he does a dance protest to get the dog back <laughs> That's what he does he does a break dancing protest yeah. by himself to get the dog back <laughs> sorry anyway you were saying about oh, yeah. Fresh. yeah so at the, when the first um when the first race ends, the commentators are like, oh, we're going to, ne- to take out the electron microscope to measure this. And then it's like, um, the win by a quantum finish. And then the professor says, uh, damn it, you changed the outcome by measuring it. <laughs> and I thought that was just a joke on like, you know, oh, I thought I won, but then you proved it that I didn't by measuring yeah. it. But it's a, it's a, joke in quantum mechanics that when you observe something oh, right. it changes <laughs> which, which i didn't more to <laughs> which i didn't pick up yeah it's like it's it's funny anyway because it's kind of like a like mm. a commentary of like i guess like reality versus whatever but yeah and then there's just this other thing that we and also we did a whole episode on that too so maybe yeah, that's why it was like <laughs> but i actually find that with futurama too yeah. is like even as i've got older and rewatched it it's like it's obviously I've started like reading a lot of sci-fi and like a lot more like classic sci-fi and stuff. And I've been picking, you know, like from the first time watching through, I wouldn't have got a lot of things. And I then like the second time, you know, pick up so much more and stuff like that there. Like I just find like yeah. wee references and stuff because obviously that's the show for it. But as you say, even stuff like that there, like the science stuff, the quantum mechanics joke, like because you 
read it and then you you read about it and you go back and you just see that it's just it, as you say that's why it's such a next level show because yeah. all those wee like yeah. things are so it, that's such a subtle joke like it's very well done that is such a well written yeah. and subtle joke and it, yeah it's brilliant that it works without knowing the science and then when you know the science it's like it's like oh my god it's yeah. actually genius <laughs> but um yeah because that, that like that, i think that's what usually what happens on a rewatch is like i'll have learned something or consumed other another wee bit of media that they referenced that i didn't know of the yeah. first time around and do you want know i do what i sometimes like to I was just going to say there's another like um, Flowers for uh, Flowers for Algernon Flowers for, for, for Yeah, Flowers for Algernon uh, type episode in that with uh, the the worms or Fry oh, gets yeah, the worms Oh yeah, that's right, yeah, that's yeah. Huh, actually, yeah. That makes such perfect <laughs> sense um, That is a great book but it is sad <laughs> Yeah, Aaron actually said, uh, number one fan, Aaron Morrow, said yeah. that he uh, read it recently. Oh, really? What did he think of it? <laughs> yeah, he said it was class, yeah. It's one of those books that, like, I well, to me anyway, I think, you know, if, like, that book, it's really well-known and widely regarded, and sometimes you read something that's, like, really well-known, you're like, nah, I don't really get it, but that's one of those books that, like, still holds mm. up, like, 50, 60 years later, you kind of read it, and you're like, this is why this book is what it is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Which I love reading that sometimes, you're like, yeah. This makes sense. Um, but um, also, yeah. what I was gonna say, sometimes do what I like doing for, like, say, like Futurama and stuff. I never really done Futurama, but sometimes I do it with like movies and stuff. If I kind of pick up something, sometimes I try and look to find the references that I haven't got, and then go and read or like watch, you know, the references. If you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like a good kind of. But that's the thing. I think with Futurama, it's so you don't. It's so hard to know sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that that like, one you uh... gave is a prime example. Like. <laughs> like but like I remember, even um, one I didn't get the first time around was in the in the is it the seven, second episode where they go to the moon? Yeah, and there's a face. Is, it, is that what it's crater called? Crater face. Crater face. The moon mascot. Isn't that his name? Yeah, yeah. So and Bender like sticks his beer bottle into his eye, and then he looks at the camera, and it's like a shot, like to the. It's like an exact shot of a trip to the moon where the rocket lands in the moon's <laughs> eye. <laughs> True enough. <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't like the first time, the first few times I'd seen it, I probably, I didn't, I wasn't familiar with that image. And then one time I was, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's what they did. But that's what I mean. Like, it's like, I didn't even, you didn't, wouldn't even know that's a reference. It's just a wee thing that the the writers mm. put in. Because they wanted to. And, he, and it's weird because that came up recently too. I, were, I was talking about Trip to the Moon for some reason. And I looked and I was like, oh, that's in uh, Futurama. And I Googled it to get like, uh, to show people, and I found my own Reddit post of me <laughs> sharing that it's the same picture. <laughs> just, by, just, just by Googling it, like, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, where you're like, well, it's going to look like I'm really tooting my own horn here, but this is my Reddit post. <laughs> yeah, but if you, if you Google, uh, I think it was just like Reddit, or no, it was Google Futurama Trip to the Moon and go to images. It's like the first or second thing, I think. Let's see. I'll do it as well, so I know what's going on. Yeah, <laughs> this is good radio. <laughs> Please play along at home. <laughs> Let me see. Um. Yeah. If, so if you if you try a trip to the moon, go to images. Is it is it and... the Reddit movies? Did you post it on that? 
I just, what are you googling? I wrote, yeah, I googled it and I went into fucking. I went into Reddit. Then is that yours? No, just Futurama trip to the moon and then click on images. Yeah, that's what I did, I and then it brought me to Reddit. Yeah, yeah. Is is this the one? The one is this the one you're on about? Just noticed the one that's titled. Just noticed this reference. I think is my one. Just noticed this oh, trip yeah, reference see, to a trip to the I moon. I see that. Yeah, no. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's my one. <laughs> I think that's like my still my biggest scoring thing on uh, on Reddit. On Reddit as well, yeah. I never post on Reddit. Uh, never post on anything. Just I'm a, quite the lurker. I, I'm already giving enough data away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't really have to give anything away on Reddit. You just make a you're giving away make up a name and you're giving away parts of your personality. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how your personality grows. <laughs> Or something. I don't know. Something profound like that. <laughs> is it? Are you giving away, or is it giving to you your personality? These are the big questions. <laughs> Not really. Well, that's. But uh, only if you think that your personality, personality, what the fuck, <laughs> personality is a limited resource. I think your personality is an infinite pool. An, in- an infinite pool. <laughs> Of limitations. <laughs> Just keep contracting each other with different words. Limited pool of shortcomings. A limited pool of infinity. <laughs> um, um, okay, I was going to say, um, watching that Look of the Friars again, when it got to the end, I still like could treat myself well and up after... I don't know how many times I've seen it now, but I was still like, oh. "Yeah, I am right." The luck of the Friars right. is the one where he goes for his, sham, his shamrock, and then he finds out that his uh, it was his nephew all along. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I yeah, that is always so touching because doesn't he read like that? He yeah. reads the inscription, isn't it? Named for my named yeah. for my uncle, and it's like, oh my god like and it's such what i always find like kind of mad about that is because isn't the kind of flashback like i don't want to do flashbacks for the episode but the last one where you kind of find out it's still quite short but it that has like the major emotional impact in a way because you're this is where yeah. you're seeing it go but it's like that's a very short like i'd say a couple of minute or two of the episode like and that's absolutely like then while he's reading the, the inscription and that's just pulling the fucking really wrenching you in your gut like yeah <laughs> And it's really well like uh, edited that episode too. It kind of reminded me of watching uh, Slaughterhouse Five, where it's like when it jumps between the two because it's telling two parallel stories, mm. and when it jumps between the two different time frames, it does a lot of match cuts where like um, something visually will change, will stay the same. Yeah, and then like, it just changes uh, the time, they, doesn't it? Like there's a part where they steal. Uh, they steal a statue from old New York and then it like zooms into the statue and then it switches to Yancey in the past. And it's like, like stuff like that where the visual stays the same and it, and it like very smoothly transitions between uh, past, past and, and future and say present, but future, yeah. I suppose. Cause it's year 3000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think one of my, like, I don't know I just remember loving it as a kid and still love the, the joke. I think it's like the first time it's done in that episode. And it's like, uh, they go into the old New York, don't they? And they go to his house. And like that's actually an example of what you're saying. It's a pure tip. And then he's like, yeah. it's just like I remember it. And then he zoomed back and it ex- looks the exact same. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was in, it's Game of Tones, which is in one of the new ones where Fry can remember the hearing that tone. 
and then it goes into like that's like his last moment with like his mum. But throughout that series, that's what they kind of did was throughout every, like every couple of seasons, Fry has like one final moment, one episode dedicated to like his relationship with one member of his family. So that would be the first one yeah. to be his brother. And like he has one with his dad and he has one with his mum. They're also fucking sad. Like it's also like there's like because I know with his dad, they're in like ice fishing and his dad gives him first taste of beer and that's really touching. And yeah. with his mum, he gets to go back and like be in one of her dreams. And then but what's mad is in that one in Game of Tones, there's an episode, I think it's Luck of the Friarish, actually, because that's one if they go back in the past. And in the background, just in the background of one of the scenes, it says like the score of a baseball game and then in game of tones uh you hear that same score of the baseball game and what it is supposed to be is in that episode in season one i think she says i had a dream about fry last night and then game of tones is whenever she has that dream and the reason mm. that score is going is to try yeah. and link both of that like that's really like yeah that's that's, mad. that's the like, thing like <laughs> that's the thing like you're you're saying it's like they're all really sad but like it's not like unwarranted because in their from their point of view, Fry has gone missing and like it is really sad for yeah. them. Like he, he like just disappeared without a trace. Just like... disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's also bittersweet because like they don't know that actually his life is so much better now. Like he's much happier in the future and everything. Mm, that's where he wants to be, yeah. Yeah. That's true. And then yeah, that's true. Yeah, because it, it it is very bittersweet because they don't know. But then that's kind of what Ollie Emmy's dead, like gone or dead. Yeah, I love. And he's they don't they're not aware of this whole other life that he's living. And the fact that he gets a hot Cyclops babe. <laughs> mm. <laughs> There's um, I also love even like you no know, like I know some of the later seasons like they didn't get as good I think, but then I feel like after they stopped in the movies, although I did love Bender's Big Game. After they stopped doing the big mm-hmm. movies, there are a couple of good episodes in the final season. But you know, the very, very last episode that was released, the one where like mm-hmm. the whole world freezes, I still love that episode. I, yeah, it's great. I think that's brilliant. Yeah, like the the last episode definitely has the most duds, but it's still got really good episodes in it too. Yeah, it's kind of like 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 that last one, touch and go. Like, yeah, that that last one yeah. I loved, and I would love for if Futurama came back, like. <laughs> I'd fucking love it <laughs> because it always can. There's always that bit of trivia that I see on like Reddit and stuff too. That like, whenever that final episode played, uh, like aired on TV, they showed the first episode right away after it again. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really cool because it's like the, it's like the last line in the episode is like uh, about do you want to go around again or something? Yeah, yeah. I remember that he says something like that. Yeah, he'd do it all again. Oh, that's brilliant. Actually, I really like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Now I got to start the whole thing all over again because I watched the first episode. That's the thing. It's like if you when you finish the series, it's so tempting just to go like, "All right, let's go around again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think like that was a really good ending too because it was like it's like okay, we're done this time. This is it. It's all wrapped up. Yeah, we're not coming back, but we might. <laughs> like even it did that like. How many endings are there? Three? I think there's three, yeah. Four. Because there was there was the first one and then I think they did the movies. That came after the first kind of- Season four has a finale. Yeah. And then the movies the movies they start with a reboot and they end with a finale. And then Yeah. And then there must be yeah. there must be that one, yes. There must be three. 
I do love in the episode where they first come back, isn't like Torgo's executive powder or something? And it's like it's made from Fox News executives. Like it's just very blatant <laughs> on the nose. Like, and, yeah. yeah, the whole the whole thing is about like uh the company coming back or whatever. Yeah. The, the company like, come back. We're not bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we need to get on with this because this could just be a Futurama podcast <gasps> <laughs> Future ramblings <laughs> Futurama oh, Futurama Rama <laughs> Well listen, didn't you Alright, catch yeah. like we're starting a new podcast Didn't you tell me before, there's these sort of guys that like watch, did that podcast where they just watched the movie Grown Ups 2 over and over and over for like a year are we just going to do that with every episode of Futurama? It's like we're not allowed to watch anything but that. <laughs> just keep going over and over. I think that the McElroy bro- bro- brothers do like a video on Paul Blart Mall Cap every year. Maybe it's I Paul Blart Mall Cap. Mal- Mal- I don't know. Maybe it wasn't you, but somebody told me that there was. The- maybe Paul Blart Mall Cap 2. I can't <laughs> maybe it was that one. I just know that apparently they hadn't seen the first one. <laughs> Makes it worse, I guess. Yeah, but um, we could actually. I must actually check. Maybe there there probably is a Futurama podcast. But if there isn't, yeah, that's a good copyright. That's that. good. That's a good niche market. That's actually a good idea too, because I would probably listen to that because I'd want to get every fucking detail I could. Yeah, it, it could actually be really fun too if if, if we did it. Like, do go into all the like research every episode. And yeah, and like go into like what the references are. Like, because the, the funny thing is though, that'd be hard to fucking research because you could have like. The liter like the literary and like the science fiction references, and you can have the actual science references, and you can have like fucking what God knows what else, like classic sitcom tropes that they're going through, like yeah. Mm-hmm. But I um I listened to the first episode of a podcast on the wire uh, called Down in a Hole. Mm. Uh, first episode is just like a prologue, and then it's like started telling you what they're going to do and then they're going to do that talk about every episode and all that there and uh, uh i put it on being like oh this could be like a nice way to revisit the series but then like halfway through that episode i was like mm, i'm just gonna have to <laughs> watch the whole series again first because <laughs> yeah. it just made me like i was like oh yeah that wee bit you know like this is before they properly got into it so i knew that like once they got into it i was really going to want to watch it all. i've actually never seen the wire it's one I always meant to watch. I should definitely because like because it. it was written by I know it was written by a guy who was like a Baltimore like crime reporter, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a journalist. Journalist, yeah, a crime reporter, journalist. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's what he did. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's really good. And they're talking about it too, and they're like, I really like the way they love it so much, and they're yeah, it's. Just hearing them chat about it, I think it's going to be a very good podcast when I eventually do listen to it yeah. all. But I know what you mean. You just you just weren't ready for it. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> yeah, like, I think I've watched it all through. Oh no, I think I started a second watch and never finished it. So maybe, mm. yeah, I watched it through the full way one time. The only but thing it is very good. 
the only thing I really know about the wire though properly is she she <laughs> Senator Clayton or something, is it? Clay, Clay Davis. Clay Davis. I don't know whether Clayton, but yeah. I've just seen I've just seen so many supercuts of she she <laughs> just the way yeah. shit is brilliant. <laughs> so funny. Um I haven't really been listening to much podcasts except I started listening to a second Dungeons and Dragons podcast. <laughs> except this one's just called the Dungeon Cast and it's all about it's like the lore of it. But it's kind of interesting because okay. they talk they talk sometimes about like where it comes from and it's pretty much all Tolkien inspired. So uh, that's but... interesting, yeah. Because like um, all Dungeons and Dragons is in the same universe, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the, depending on what um, like who makes it. So like all Pathfinder will be in the one universe, and yeah. there is like. And, and Starfinders in it as well. Yeah, and each story then fits into that timeline somewhere. So, like, yeah. depending on what story, then it could be like early or later, and like things. If you know more about it, you can get more out of it because then you can be like, "Oh, that's already happened," or "This is leading up to something," or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, that's what's really cool about it because they're like, it's like you. Because then also, like you know, from listening to like the glass cannon stuff on it, is that if you do it like, if you kind of do it right, you can almost because a lot of them could be. Like a certain adventure path, if you buy like a pre-made one, can be set before or after one, as you're saying. But then they mm-hmm. like would work in possibly like events that they've done themselves, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So like you could because you can follow different ways in the adventure path. Then the way they did it would have changed this, you know. Like so they say they helped fucking take down a town, and now it's run by dwarves. This time, the town which says in the book it's run by elves, say is now run by dwarves, which is kind of cool because you're because that's what it is all about creating your own world. Then like, yeah, and having fun, having fun. Having fun, good wholesome fun. But um, yeah. Apart from that, I don't think really do much else. Although I did decide, like last night, I watched Beetlejuice because I'd never seen it before. <sighs> yeah, no, I finally, I finally, it's like one of those movies that kept me in watching. And then I finally, and I was like, I'm not gonna lie, when I was watching it, like I really fucking enjoyed it. And obviously, Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice is fucking class. But he really yeah. is not in it anywhere near as much as I thought, which I think is also brilliant because like every yeah. scene he's in is pretty fucking golden, but he's yeah. only shows up like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Uh, I but yeah, it. I think he, I think he's used perfectly. Uh... Yeah, exactly. He's not, because he, he's, he's such an over the top character. He's not overdone at all, yeah. but he's just done in <laughs> such the right amount. Like, man, maybe I'll watch that tonight. <laughs> yeah. I love that movie. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Like, <laughs> Fucking even some of the jokes are so dark, but so blind. Well, I heard people that like, kill themselves end up as civil servants in the half in the afterlife. I fucking <laughs> believe that one. It's very good. And Winona Ryder is of, so uh, young in it. <laughs> yeah. Uh Josh always jokes about it too. It's like, you know, when um you're partying and it's like it's only the stragglers left. It's like he describes that as like yeah, just yeah, waiting yeah. <laughs> You're just like I'm just sitting there just like Oh, I, I, I remember <laughs> half dead like just like oh. I remember hearing that before and I was like I remember hearing that before and then I seen that last night and I was like that is so goddamn true yeah it's just people that are just trying to just people are just trying to, or build up the urge to get a taxi or walk home like you would sit there for like yeah. two hours not talking just <laughs> rolling the last rolling and looking yeah looking for a lighter fucking using probably a cup or something like tin as an ashtray like you know uh, good times. <laughs> good times. Good little things. Yeah. That's brilliant. <laughs> so, uh, something I was thinking that could be good to talk about this episode is like our philosophy here 
so to speak, on the podcast, like what we want to achieve or whatever, because we were talking to a friend of ours recently, Rashin, mm-hmm. and it kind of came up and it got me thinking that like, well, like, cause I feel like I've got a pretty good, like clear idea of what I want and what I'm doing and stuff. And I just thought it'd be good to talk about it properly mm. and discuss like, what we're doing. Yeah, well, I, I think we have done. I know what. Sorry, I was just gonna say. I think I think we have like had this conversation on the podcast before, but like we're we're coming up on a year now, aren't we? So yeah, well, not quite, but we're nearly there. So yeah, seems like a good time to maybe revisit it. And mm. well, I know, like I know, our end goal is some kind of deal with Disney Plus, <laughs> and maybe a Netflix movie deal. But that's about it, really. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna make a Netflix movie of just this. We do. <laughs> we don't need. Yeah, we're not greedy. We don't need to get into theaters or anything. We're fine with Netflix. Yeah, exactly. Fine with Netflix worldwide. Everyone can see it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, because like actually, because I as I just mentioned to you, but I'll give it a shout out to the Crafty Crew podcast and Stephen Alley, who he because like he's on the opposite shift to me and Stephen and drove in. Mm-hmm. I was uh, sitting kind of late. Uh, there on Friday, like, you know, get my playlist ready for my drive home on a Friday and stuff. And he pulled in beside me and rolled down the window, like, because he's going in. And we sat chatting for about 10 minutes about podcasting, because he does one too. Crafty Crew podcast, shout out again. But um, it was really nice chatting to him. Check it out. But he, uh, he said to us, like, because they do, like, theirs is a lot more kind of, like, structured and, like, kind of factual. But it's also, like, theirs is on craft beer, and they take a craft beer cider. They test it. They've even tested non-alcoholic ones. It's not as much fun as the rest of it. And give each other mm-hmm. abuse and talk about it, which is kind of more structured or kind of whatever there's is but then he said it and like i was glad that he kind of got it and it's obviously because i imagine he listens to a lot of podcasts he was like yeah well you're you're one you're going for the kind of conversational thing yeah yeah and then and then emily another shout out from work emily sparks she said that it was it reminded her of your mom's house podcast which i think i said before and we're both complimented yeah. with what she described it as is she said it sounds like i'm eavesdropping on you and your friend's conversation and i was like that's exactly <laughs> what i want though <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much exactly. What, like, that's pretty much the vibe we want. Yeah, yeah that's kind of like, and I think we'll just can get better at this because you kind of need. We do obviously go on points. It's not entirely like. It, it's you know, it's, yeah. it's not entirely like just out of the blue. Usually we talk about movies. Usually we talk about we always do the music of the week and stuff like that. We might be when we're just trying to think about new stuff to add in, which is great, and that'll all be a point. But there's still kind of the main point is the kind of just rambling. And the way mm-hmm. I always think of that is it, the one that always reminds me of that was the first kind of instance of that was like Party Down because that was way back in like two or three. We were talking about it and then went down because you said you've seen something stoic about it and we went down this rabbit hole for like 10 minutes mm. or so of just completely off topic of Party Down and then brought it back to that. And that's kind of the main parts that I like about this. You know, even with you talking about yeah. the Friarish there, go off on a point and we kind of came back to it and kind of went off on another point yeah. and came back to it and it's always a kind of flowing conversation like that that's not entirely aimless yeah. but it does look like that at times <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i think that's kind of what i like about it too it's like it is just a conversation but i'm also aware of those kind of things and i'm aware like if you say, if you mention something it kind of goes into my head and i'm like okay you need to that's like that was an interesting point bring that yeah. back or whatever and it kind of adds like an extra level of like i don't know it's kind of enjoyable in a weird way for me to to do that yeah it's, it's kind of hard to describe 
it's like having a professional conversation yeah, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> and i don't mean professional not professionals and topics but just trying to be like a professional converser con- conversational yeah it's like yeah yeah it's like you've been hired to have a conversation now do your job yeah like, <laughs> some, like some rich person who's really lonely just wants to hire somebody who's good to talk to or something that's not a counselor yeah. <laughs> um yeah like i think it's like for me it's kind of like an extension of what of the reason i found love with podcasts like um i mentioned Last time we were chatting, I mentioned um, Pete Holmes' one mm-hmm. again, and one other episode of this, I mentioned Dax Shepard's podcast, which are probably like the, the my two favorite. Yeah, and they're just like two hour conversations, but that's it. Like it's conversations that you like. As a listener, you come away from feeling like like enriched or whatever like that like kind of like what your uh, friend said that you're like you got to listen in and it's like conversation is like almost an art form where you, it can actually be this like um like i don't want to say like i think i said art form already but it sounds a bit pretentious but more like a just like it can be a really positive thing to have a good conversation and I think like yeah, the pod like recording the podcast then is just an extension of that. When we have we have really good conversations, so even just that is enough. If this is like if if like the making the podcast is a scheduled conversation between us. Yeah, would you this really? Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully we can like get into stuff that's good enough for people, like your friend said, to come away with getting something out of it too. Like that mm. that's the goal for me. Like, yeah, like I was I was I was really happy. I'm really, oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I think I was done. <laughs> just rambling. <laughs> yeah, because I was just going to say, I was really happy when Stephen said that he was like, oh, Turtles. I hadn't even thought about that movie in years and Slapping Hines Day because I was explaining it to Emily and stuff too. And it's like, it's the idea of it, which I think is class. But like, I just think that some people would, like, I fucking love Slapping Hines Day, but I just think it's something that some people would really actually like enjoy. Well, probably yeah. mostly guys, but like, it's just pure funny. Because then, because yeah. then, actually, that's right. That's what Stephen Alley was talking about again. He was like, he was like, "Oh, and I'm getting the boys. We're all gonna watch Moving Target." He was like, "I could, I was like, could not believe that that, that movie exists." And I was like, "Check out Lethal Deviation." <laughs> 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 it's like it's like it fucking it's like the local karate club wherever he was, isn't it? Like you fucking like I'm kind of sick. He's on the opposite shift. I think we'd have a lot in common to be honest. <laughs> yeah, because maybe I'm, it's good that you aren't on the same shift. You get no yeah. work done. <laughs> yeah, is the he was saying that like uh, he was like I was like oh, I've never seen Legend of the Drunken Master and he's like oh it's such a good show isn't it? <laughs> like, yeah, it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Like yeah. I just kind of I felt really proud because he had listened to it whenever I had actually told him to and stuff like that. Yeah. And for him to bring it up with me like there, it felt kind of weird. It felt kind of proud like because he felt it obviously he got enough out of it that he warranted mentioning it to me and it's quite clear he must have paid attention because like he brought up those separate things if you know what i mean yeah that was kind of nice you know it made me feel like he actually did listen to it so that's as you're saying I want people to listen to hopefully what they find a good conversation and that's kind of how it felt yeah mm. and like for yeah like Roshan was kind of bringing up uh like you know what 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 is our goal and whatever and Oh, can I say one I, I, thing? Sorry, before you start this point. Whenever yeah. Kelly told me about this, that we had this conversation with Rajin, and I want to say that I don't remember any of it. 
very drunk. I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did we? And Kelly was like, yeah, do you don't remember saying any of this? And I was like, nope. <laughs> sorry go back back to what the russian was saying i she was just asking us about like what do we want to achieve and stuff and i think it's important to like uh, comparing ourselves to the crafty crew again you know like they're they're doing something very niche hmm. i think like russian had this idea of um you know, we should really push ourselves out there and all like, but I think it's, I think it's important to realize what you're like, we're, we're podcasting, which is already niche. Not everyone listens to podcasts. Like it only, it took me until a few years ago to actually get into them. I was like, I don't get podcasts. But I, really, now I, I really only got into them kind of more this year, which I suppose part of that would be like, because <laughs> of like driving so much more. Doing, you're like, hey, this is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose maybe not this year, like the year before, but yeah. Exactly. It's like, I should probably listen to professionals and see how they do it. Like, So like, yeah, I think it's good to be aware of that. And like some people, like Kelly was even saying that like she loves listening to true crime podcasts, which I, I've i tried. They just don't interest me at all. And she said that like whenever she hears someone on one of those true crime podcasts, like doing anything, like veering into anything personal at all, she's like skip or turn off. Yeah, like Kelly says to me all the time, that's, cold hard facts. That's, that's all she wants is cold hard facts. Like that's what I love is the is like the like I think podcast is a great format for that because it's so long. Once you've been like Pete Holmes always talks about like the reason that he does his podcast around two hours is because he knows that after about an hour, then the barriers really coming down, and then you get into the good juicy stuff. Yeah. So and. Kind of like an hour to relax, and then yeah. And like, I've, I've I definitely noticed that uh, from doing it too. And yeah, like I'm, I don't know I'm very happy. Um, like I've said before, I think the most valuable thing is for the for us is the few people are, that do listen to us. Tell if you people give a recommend. <laughs> Yeah, one person. If everyone has one person, yeah, tell tell that tell tell one person to listen to that, Owen's podcast, and tell another person to listen to Thomas's podcast, and see if they figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Why would they not figure know. it out? They got two different podcasts. Yeah, same name. <laughs> Weird. I know. Anyway, but yeah, so like we're making uh on our. Uh, plus episodes of podcasts so we need someone to go this is good you would like this that is the most valuable thing we have right now because you because the thing is too i'm aware that the podcasts i listen to are made by celebrities most podcasts that are popular are personality people already know and that's why they're willing to put that time in and we don't have that but if not yet like if you know someone that you think will really like this and you tell them, I think it's, you're way more likely to get uh, a listener or whatever. Um, also, like, I think just, I suppose, I suppose this is just kind of a plug, isn't it? Just to try and like, if you can, just to try and like follow us on Facebook and stuff like that, just because it might come up on your timeline. But then I also just, because I really want this to happen. I'd love if anyone's sending questions or something. <laughs> I just really want to answer questions for some reason. <laughs> I want the, I want to. Yeah, if you go on to our anchor page, you can send in voice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that we will put on. Like, <laughs> okay. 
fucking being podcast. I don't know why. I'm just pure like giddy about the idea of that. Um, of like somebody asking this question for some reason, and I'm like, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna really yeah. plug that to be honest. Or just, just uh, eager for participation. Mm. But <laughs> the one thing I will say about like listening, and then both of our listeners will hear. Yeah, your question. <laughs> that's you, Morrow. I mean, all of our listeners. That's all of our that's, listeners. That's our, that's our two listeners there, Aaron and Morrow. <laughs> Um, the one thing that, like, I suppose, listening to the podcast that made me feel kind of good about it, which is supposed to one that I always talk about because I, I have listened to about three hours of it today as well, was the Glass Cannon podcast. And the reason that I, one of the reasons I've loved listening to that so much is because, like, I've listened because I've started listening to them when I already had two hundred and like fifty episodes of it, so it's been around mm-hmm. a while. But they started off by themselves doing it. They're now. They used to do it in like very like go from like somebody's sitting room to somebody's sitting room. They now have their own office space in New York just set up for recording a podcast where they play tabletop RPGs. They're sponsored by the company of the game that they first initially started playing. They have their own mm-hmm. events and they get invited to events to like be at them. They um they created their own like CEO. I think one of them like quit his jobs and does it full time. <laughs> Yeah. And like they're really thankful of it, but also like as I'm listening to it, you hear them like they give really good openings. Like some of their openings are very like open and honest, but then it's kind of interesting because like I've just the la- opening I listened to today of the last episode, which is like I think was 151, 152. They say that next week their new Starfinder podcast, Androids and Aliens, is coming out, and I already know that that's out. And then they keep like announcing all this stuff, and it's just very yeah. cool because in episode. 100 i think it's when toilet valley the main guy he gives this really like heartfelt thing of being like you know when we started this it's just our friends and you really want to he's like i'm an actor and if you I said this before so i'll just kind of go i'll just kind of gloss over it but like it's just he was very like you know we just did this with our friends we just did it because we enjoy it and it's working out for us and thank you kind of a thing that's basically yeah. what he said which is really nice yeah, yeah. like that like yeah, I like that too. If we like, I like the idea of there being some kind of wee community, and like stuff like, if like the slapping times is a good example. Like if we somehow, I don't know, if people listening is like, oh, I'll do slapping times, then we like it becomes a wee thing that we yeah. do. And, yeah, like I, I just, like I love slapping times day, but also I know what you mean. Like I'd love for it to just be a wee thing. I don't really care. Like I don't really care. I'm many people are listening. I'm not really doing this to kind of just doing this because I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Kind of, it's something I don't know, something to do. Plus, like I remember was chatting about it before. Sometimes if I'm doing something, like watching something, or from reading something, it tries to make me think of like maybe this is something I could talk about, or how I'm feeling, or how I'm doing. So now, obviously, at the start of the podcast, when it was coming out, I think that's never started counseling, and then it's like here's a step by step of what's going on with me. But like now, I hope for anyone hearing this, I think I've said it before. It's like, like today, and for for example, I'm feeling great. Got stung with four hundred and fifty mm-hmm. year old bill. Did not bother me. Fucking a year ago, like that would have been me going fucking so pissed off and ruin the rest of my day or like rest of my week or something like that. And then today it was like, oh, I don't give a shit. <laughs> like just fucking blow it off. I just got paid, so I was like, it's a lot of money, but at least I have it. Time to go to shop. <laughs> you know, <laughs> big change from about yeah. a year ago. So yeah, and I just enjoy doing this. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it too. And it's it's cool. Like, yeah, I think we've got the right attitude. Like, we're we're kind of surprised when people tell us that they listen or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, we're doing this. 
and you like it? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't expect like both. And I, <laughs> and I think that is, I, like, I do think that is the healthy way to treat any like creative endeavor. Like, you've got to enjoy the process, and then the rest of the stuff has to be a, a bonus. Yeah, and there's obviously going to be bits that you don't like and bits that you do like and stuff like that, and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, if you enjoy doing it, then you may as well. Yeah. And if you agree with us, feel free to send in a voice note. <laughs> Just send in a voice note saying, yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Shit. I suppose uh, I mentioned the host, but didn't really talk about it. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring it up. What do you think of it? Yeah, it's good. It's from... uh, I think I could... Sorry? I can't remember now. Um, so 2006? I don't you're starting to think 2006 or 2008? Or it's pretty, I think it was 2006. You're thinking you were going to be right, yeah. Weirdly, I think the best part of it was the direction. What? Sense. Like, the. Uh, that, that was like the thing that stood out to me the most was like uh, Bong Joon Ho, Ho's uh, direction. Like, there's. He does a lot of. Um, Dolly shot? No, what's what's that called? When you like side to side that's, that's shots, a, basically. Is that not a panning shot. Dolly is like when you go back and forth. Is it you pan left and right? Am I right there? Or panning? Uh, maybe thinking panning. That's probably on a dolly yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like the, it's more like the actions also moving left to right. It's a thing he does a lot. I've noticed because hmm. like in this movie, especially in uh, Snowpiercer, he does it a lot because the whole thing is left moving right because it's a train. It's like the the train, hmm. yeah. But yeah, and this too, I noticed it a lot. Yeah, it was good. I, I don't know what what uh, what did you think of it, or how long ago have you seen I did, it? I remember seeing it. I've, to be honest, I probably would need to rewatch it, but I do remember really enjoying it when it came yeah. out. I can't remember. I was wondering actually. I was going to ask how the monster held up. Sorry. Right, yeah, it's like because like, I was kind of thinking that after I told you, I was like, oh Jesus, that was from like you know, it's from like ten, fifteen years ago. It's like because yeah. it's really in the past, like. I'd say four to five years where CGI really just went like way up, you know, yeah. like went way up. Like it started getting progressively better, but it was looking bad. But now it's gotten like really, really good. Sort of like I've been meaning to watch actually uh, the first Iron Man movie again, just out of the curiosity of what that CGI looks like. It, re- you see, the thing is, is like it just does not look good anymore. It wasn't too long ago since I last watched it. And even like the one I, f- I find kind of funny is like even though you can say like, like in my head it's perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah, because you remember of whenever you seen it and it was really good. Yeah. You know, that kind of way. But if you look at it now, it's like especially compared to like the news. Yeah, but you're like look at it now. Like that one was pure like he you know just normal suit, and now it's fucking coming out of his glasses and it's nanobots, nanotechnology, yeah. and all this stuff. Like, but um, yeah. Still- except I, I weirdly like even though the like I don't really like the nano suit. I prefer the plates. It looks a bit more like uh, tactile or something. Mm. Like it's real. Yeah, <laughs> it is real. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like the, those, like the, the best moments in all Iron Man movies are when he suits up and it like it's all slapped. Yeah, the yeah, and all yeah, it's all slapped yeah. in. Or like, like in it, the second it, one's probably still the best one where he's got like the briefcase thing and he's like, oh yeah, and he like stands into it. Yeah, still, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's true to the comics too. Um. Do you want to actually, speaking of comic books, do you want to watch them up to date on 
Oh, sorry. I'm up to date on WandaVision now. And Jesus, I think oh, yeah? that, that is well worth a watch. It's very well yeah. done. I would say... How many seasons are... Or sorry, how many episodes are out now? Seven out of nine. So I watched about... Oh, getting there. I watched about three, four... No, yes, yeah, so there's two weeks left. Um, The only thing I was thinking... I'm just waiting until yeah. they're all out. I was, yeah, was going to do that. And then... Or maybe I should... Maybe actually I should start now. Mm. Or not... I- I'm still watching the fall. I've got like uh, three episodes or four episodes left of the last season mm-hmm. of that. So yeah, I think as soon as that that's done, I'll start WandaVision because I'll probably be caught up. Yeah, or it probably still it'll probably still be all out before I get to the <laughs> get it all watched anyway because I'm usually pretty slow in these things. <laughs> Not a feeling. I don't want anything, don't want anything spoiled. <laughs> See, that's the same with me. And then I got one thing spoiled, so I decided to just be like fuck it i don't want to get anything else but but the one thing like it is really good because you know it goes from like it starts off in the 50s and then it goes into the 60s and 70s now one thing i was thinking i was like i bet you the fucking set designers like it would be a lot of work but this must have been class to work on because they're getting yeah. to recreate things and like the same thing in this way like it must have been fucking great to work on it's very well done yeah mm-hmm. and well, i think uh you remind me of something that we should probably talk about as uh, the Mandalorian actress. Oh, Gina Carino. Carano. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit mad. Did you see, though, there was another, uh, like, I was going to say, like, of, like, I think she was Latin American or, like, Latino MMA fighter. Who, I think her name was Cara as well or something. She was like, if you want, I can be, I can play that role to switch me in and no one will care. Like, <laughs> she put a foot of herself. Everyone was like, yeah, you could, like, fucking, why not? Like, because I, the yeah. only thing. Well, the, there, I see, I seen comments and stuff to people being like, just send her away. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she doesn't need to be in it. Like, yeah, yeah, but there was a thing about they were thinking that she was going to be possibly like the lead in Rangers of the New Republic, which she was I definitely going to still get roles, but she might have been because. You know, you've seen The Mandalorian, haven't you? Uh-huh. And she gets the badge then and helps it all out. But one thing I've seen online, because I follow an awful lot of Star Wars speculation, is like, they were like, someone's like, I really hope that whatever they've they planned for Cara Dune, they just take her out of it and say nothing and just bring Blofeld, Bl- Bill Burr's character back, Blofeld, and just have him play, the, be there instead, because he was a class yeah, character. He was great. Yeah, he was, he was great in, um, in season two. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really, kind of surprised me how, how much I enjoyed him in it. Yeah, so did I. I didn't really like. I know, Bill, I know he was in season one too, but but he's like, yeah, he's, he's not like in the second season. It's that bit where he's chatting about because that's really telling. Because like with the empire and stuff, and they don't care, and how he cares is like an ex like stormtrooper type of thing, and it's just fucking yeah. way better. But I didn't like, see that off Billboard. I didn't. I don't know why. He's a great comedian now, but I just didn't yeah. see him because he he doesn't like Star Wars or he, anything like as well. Yeah. Like, he just. I think he's nice. Something I remember hearing him. Hmm, sorry, I remember hearing him talking about like, um, how, like why he ended up at Breaking Bad was just because he like he just he started watching it and he was like, I need to get on this show. This is fucking. This is the like the shit. And um, it might have just been something similar with Mandalore. Maybe it's just like he's like, I should get into this if I can. But the thing, but at the same time, he was in the he was in the, he was in the first season before it uh, started. But I know what you mean, like. Hmm. Yeah, maybe it's just something he knew that was like, I need to get get into this. <laughs> yeah. Well, like John, 
Favreau, like he's been like uh, Favreau, John Favreau and Dave Filoni. It's two guys that would have done like because like John, I find it mad because like John John Favreau, like you know he did he started Iron Man. He he paid for the insurance yeah. for fucking Robert Downey Jr. He's a really big guy, but he clearly only does stuff if he really enjoys it. So like he must love Star Wars. It's about a Mandalorian. Before he was ever doing the Mandalorian, the animated TV show, The Clone Wars, like he did a key voiced a couple of characters in that. And like he doesn't need to do that for like money or anything, you know what I mean? He's like fucking definitely yeah. sorted in those ones. But he quite he really is money. He's so money. Yeah, exactly. I'm money, baby. Mm, you're money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Swingers. Yeah. Brilliant movie. <laughs> And uh, like that's why I think it ended up being so good because he just fucking like I know you don't really like Star Wars, but I would say I do. But obviously, it's so good. And same with Iron Man. The reason they all ended up being so good is because he just does stuff that he loves. He clearly understands. Like he's clearly a fan of these things and understands the world and and mm. everything. Like yeah, I can tell that even from my point of view. <laughs> I find it uh, just to go back to Man Lauren. I find it funny because yet again reading about it was a. Like, and Bird's character, Blofeld, he's, you know, an ex-imperial sharpshooter who kind of grows disillusioned with the Empire and leaves. And then the sequel mm-hmm. trilogy, which didn't end up being that good, Finn is like a stormtrooper that quits and joins like the Resistance. And it's supposed to be that he, because he doesn't agree with the Empire and is disillusioned by it kind of thing and, you know, doesn't want to go out killing people. And <laughs> somebody was like, they managed to do in like one episode a better character development with Bill Burr's character than in three movies with one guy. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the difference as well of like uh like the vision of one person like he's been at the helm seasons where the the the, uh the sequel trilogy has been like there was no plan no even anything even daisy ridley said in like uh in episode nine like apparently there's a whole like that movie was pretty short for like even a Star Wars movie was one of the shortest and I thought it would be like it's number nine he should make it like the longest or something but like she said there's so much stuff that we filmed that wasn't used but she would sometimes go on set uh, and Kathleen Kennedy would come down and she'd be like okay so we're going to make it that she's related to Obi-Wan and then like the next day she's Palpatine's granddaughter and the next day like and this is an episode nine like this mm-hmm. is in the middle of production and they are literally just changing stuff like left and right left and right and it's like this is not going to like you, to be honest, it wouldn't be like that's producers getting involved and executives, and she was like the head, yeah. of it. and that's getting involved in a bad way because you're destroying what could be, as you say, because one person's vision is still going to be a bit more fucking cohesive, <laughs> but she, yeah. like changing it every day, there's no not really much you can do with that because, like, it is good sometimes in the writing process for stuff to change, but if you're changing it so constantly, like, how could you ever really get anything cohesive done? Like in that yeah. way, like in the middle, right? Coming down one day and saying everything we've done, scrap that, start this, come back, change your day. Oh, sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we should we should probably get into that. The the whole story. Uh, what's oh, her yeah, name? That's again? right. Yeah. So Gina Carano and her character is Cara Doom. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So. So all I can remember is Cara do, Doom part. Do you know? Do you know what she said to get her kicked off, or what it was? Yeah, so basically, I like, I can't remember what I seen first. I think it was like, I think I just seen like uh, sort of memes about it and stuff. And then I was like, okay, what's going on? So I looked into it briefly, and well, it's, it seems that she, um, like, there, this was just like the thing that the last straw, so to speak. Um, I don't know, cause like, cause before she said what she said about comparing 
Republicans to Jews in the Holocaust. She had said stuff about anti-mask and she yeah. said some stuff. But actually, John Far say that say his last name again. I don't know why I keep getting wrong. Favreau. Favreau. Right. So John Favreau did yeah. say at one point that like what she said was like very like she because she would be Republican. And I think he mm-hmm. probably wouldn't be. She said quite a lot of problem stuff and anti-mask stuff, and people were calling for her to get fired. And he said, "No, like I'm not going to do that for someone's political beliefs." But mm-hmm. then, like, what she said about that, as you say, I suppose you could say, "Strawberry comes like." But what she said about that is quite horrible. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, like I, I completely think being anti-mask and stuff is stupid, but I don't really yeah. think it's a mean she, to get fired she, from something. But she also, um, she also like uh, said. Stuff about like um I think just making fun of people people's pronouns or something like that too. Oh yeah, I think she did do that actually as well. Yeah. Things because I seen like, when I was looking stuff up, one of the things I seen was like people were like before she got fired, people were like, "What's like? Why is she not fired?" Because they were comparing how like at, when you work for Disney, you have to be so careful. And they were like, "Why is she getting off the That's hook?" That's actually a stuff, very like, good she... point. I never even thought about that because yeah, because like I'm pretty sure yeah. isn't it Chris Evans? I think he was in knives out and he says like fuck in the trailer and that was because i think in his contract he wasn't allowed to be in movies where he cursed because he was captain america until the contract ended yeah like yeah <laughs> like fucking yeah that's actually very true i never even thought about that yeah fucking hell yeah true enough because disney, yeah, so disney is so strict because they're a family company so they have to have the family values yeah that's what it's supposed to be but then i suppose it's what disney famous anti-semite <laughs> I would, Maybe she felt at home. I would, I would, I would argue against that. I would argue against that. Why? I watched a documentary on the very first black, a, black, black, black animator at Walt uh-huh. Disney, and it's so interesting hearing his talk about it because, like, it's him in interviews, and they're like, "How does it feel being the first black animator or African American animator at Walt Disney?" And he was like, "I just applied for a job and they hired me," and he was like, "Walt Disney was seen as like a, like a." kind of like a father figure around the place and he was kind of like and then kind of they, i think he did bring up that and they were like he was probably anti-semitic but he was like the exact same as everyone else was at the time so he's seen as a famous anti-semitic and he probably and he was but at the same time and air- also he made a song of the south <laughs> what song oh yeah that's a really racist one isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like, oh wait this is all adding yeah. up <laughs> But the, the thing is, no, but, just, uh, I, was, I was just like, when it happened, I was like, ah, she probably just felt comfortable saying this stuff. Yeah. Isn't <laughs> like, yes. that right, Walt? <laughs> I'm, uh... She's like, I'm yeah. golden. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving up the ranks. I'll be an executive. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any point in uh, hanging someone out to dry when they're long gone and whatever. Mm. Just making a little joke. That's fair enough. No, no, I was just, I was just saying, I always find that interesting because, like, I just think it's like because he's always called that, but yeah. I think it's actually just his era, if that makes sense. But um, yeah, I could be like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hang him out to try, and I'm not gonna defend him. I, I don't care. Fair enough. <laughs> Doesn't really. I just find, I, I'm saying, I just, I always find that stuff kind of interesting if you look at it from the time point because you can't view, you can't view yeah. something from the past with the eyes of today. Really, well, you, yeah, you know. You can say obviously it's wrong, but you can't view it from at that time. But anyway, we should probably get back to yeah, interesting Mandalorian yeah. thing. That was I actually find that all yeah, very surprising. So I think, like I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, she she compared um, being a conservative in U.S. USA at the minute 
to like being a Jew in the Holocaust was the the tweet that broke the camel's back. <laughs> and I think I seen it first because I seen I was on Reddit and people were like, "Uh, liberals comparing um." being in America to Nazi Germany but then when she says it it's a problem and I was like okay it's kind of funny but then people I think took that a bit too seriously and actually were equating the two things as being the exact same thing which is ridiculous (laughs) for starters she compared being a conservative to being a Jew and who being a genocided race whenever her party was the one that just left four years of power in the in the like the big the like fucking most powerful country in the world? Not the same. No, and also like <laughs> yeah, that was also she also supported the insurrection and stuff. I think, or she said something she at least. Yeah, she did say something about that too. I can't remember what. Like I don't know if it was like. I think it's also worth pointing out that like whenever you compare, if you say USA is like Nazi Germany, the subtext is that. You're comparing, you're saying that it's a racist country. You're saying it's like, like you're, you're not, she was victimizing herself. She, it was a, it was a very like self-centered thing. Be like, oh, I'm the victim. Whereas, not to read too much in, but I, I think it's just, it's worth pointing out that if you say something's like Nazi Germany, you're not saying it's more of a critique on the state of the country yeah. than then like yeah. i don't know yeah it's just it's like you kind of have to get it right you can say like per me basically. yeah and like the thing is though like i remember i just seen two posts on... hmm? sorry comparing, comparing essentially being a majority to a people who were like almost wiped out yeah is not the no. same as saying we live in a police state of racism yeah which is what you're when you say it's a Nazi German, like that—that's, yeah, that's the comparison. They're not the same thing. Just to clarify, and I think it's also worth saying, you know, people were, were people making those jokes probably like, I'm sure I'm not I'm not everyone, but I'm sure there was a mentality of like, well, if the liberals can say we're Nazi Germany, then that means we can say this, and and basically in their heads saying, well, if they're right, then we're yeah. right. Well, actually, but actually, you know, they're both wrong. It's just like comparison yeah i think is worth it doesn't make both right no. if i did i did i did see something <laughs> funny online but basically about somebody it was like an american guy slating china and stuff for the uyghur muslim thing which i don't agree with as well of course because there are a million people in concentration camps and then one guy was like yeah what about all of the ice detention camps in america which is you know that's where they take mm. all the immigrants and stuff and it's like they're like i think it was alexandria osco cortez who compared those to concentration camps the ice detention centers like which they kind of do sound like but i wouldn't don't know if i go as far as that because i no reason i won't go as far as that is the polish president wrote her a letter saying to not compare them to concentration camps but i just don't think they're so far off do you know that kind of way yeah i feel like it's on the way if it isn't that as well because i also don't know exactly what goes on in there i've heard stuff which could be even worse than yeah i've heard some fucked up stuff yeah about uh about that as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I've heard some fucked up, but like we mightn't even be getting a full story, as in it could be an awful lot yeah. worse. I don't, it doesn't sound like a concentration camp to me, but it very well could be, is what I'm saying. But it, they're definitely not, uh, it's not a particularly humane environment, we'll say that much. No, do you know, do you know what I, um, it's just, it's mad. But then, sorry, the second post, because I thought this was funny, was 
there's another thing I seen on Reddit, and it was like it was like just you know a photo, and somebody like was describing. It was, it was like they didn't say his name, but it was how Hitler came to power, and you know he spread that like fake news about like, and you know he made people distrust the press, and made them like hate Jewish people and stuff like this kind of everything. But they didn't actually state outright that it was Hitler. And somebody underneath the first comment was, "I don't care. He's my president, and vote, and I'd vote for him for another four years." And they wrote back saying. Like this is a history post. I'm, I'm a historian, yeah. and this was about Hitler. Like, just, there, were, oh, there was. Oh. I, seen, I seen a post like that too, where it was like, oh, it was a. Uh, I think I think it might have been something uh, Biden said about like, um, or maybe it wasn't Biden, but someone said something about like, um, um, made a comment about fascism in the U.S. The rise of fascism or neo-fascism, yeah. something like that. Trump supporters are all like, well, well, like there was no mention that it was Trump supporters, but all the Trump supporters were like, yeah, well, I'd vote for him again. You know, there's mm. that kind of thing where it was like, we didn't say we were talking about you. <laughs> like, <laughs> why, why do you assume it's you? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I actually, I was watching a wee bit on uh, what do you call a scene on like the Daily Show, the one with Trevor Noah, and it was funny being like, with mm-hmm. Biden being in president, obviously, an awful lot of conservative media is instantly trying to find things to point out holes and attack. And I find mm-hmm. it funny as fuck the things that they're grasping at straws at at the moment. So one of them was he decided to fly to Delaware to his home to watch the Super Bowl. And they mm-hmm. started complaining about, I thought there was no travel allowed during the COVID restrictions as if anyone else is going to be in fucking Air Force One. And also as if fucking yeah. Trump wasn't flying all over the place to go golfing during all this. And then two yeah. was... Um, there was two people, I think, high up in the FBI that were caught with like, corruption or doing something wrong. I don't actually know the story of this because I only seen the clip of him responding to it and then the clip of the conservatives responding to it. And they're like, uh, he says, like, I know, like, the, he says, like, the vast majority of people in the FBI are probably good people. And he's going to say, unfortunately, there's these two people that, like, you know, he's saying, like, sort of like an apology and, and, and or like recognizing that these two people were wrong and that, you know, there is corruption in the FBI, essentially. <laughs> it's like... We need an exact number. How many people are corrupt in the FBI? Why aren't you telling us, Joe? You said the vast majority. I don't. I remember the whole majority being right during Trump's presidency and stuff like this. And it's just like, oh Jesus Christ! Like that's what you, <laughs> like you know, that's what they're literally trying to complain about. That's what they're trying to say is wrong. And you're like, that's yeah. that's nothing. No. I thought uh, another thing that's interesting about or that we could pretend potentially do is kind of I could see like a comparison to this what happened with um with her being fired and what we were talking about the last time and like the 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 movie I was on about and the riots and everything oh yeah the trial of the Chicago 7 yeah because like because I was also just aware that when she got fired I was like it's not going to help yeah. anything also, like, she doesn't just, have action figures anymore. They've been discontinued. Sorry. <laughs> but like, you know, whenever, like she, she was speaking her truth. She was speaking her mind anyway. But like, and then that, and that's what the people in the, the movie were doing. And then she got fired for it, which if anything was just going to make her a martyr. And it's going to make that group even more like insul- insular and mm. everything. But also, like, she should have been fired. Like, that's the weird thing. It's like, her being fired isn't going to help, but 
it's something that needed to happen. I can and I think I kind of just today, sorry. Sorry, what were you going to say? I say I just think that like because she could have been a role model to young girls, that that's why I would say she'd be fired. But then again, that's because I'm of a difference of opinion to her. So it's you'd have to say that my opinion is right. But I do believe it is. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you there. Um, had some technical issues there, so I don't know where I left off. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going back to why she should be fired. You were saying she should be fired. Yeah, it's basically, saying she, like I do, I do think she should have been fired. But I'm saying, like, I don't know how. Um, what how like how good that like what's the word I'm trying to search how, for? How beneficial it will be? Yeah, I suppose. But um, and like to go back to what we were talking about the last time, I think it is good to be aware of those kind of gray areas. But I think also it, it's important to remember that right and wrong does exist. Like she did mm-hmm. something wrong and there should be repercussions. And that thing that like we didn't really touch on last time we were talking about the riots, like one is for like in the movie, those are people are fighting for mm. other people's rights for starters. And then we, like in the Capitol riots, that was people like I'm saying, like I was saying about her, like she, it was very, um, it was, it's like, more of like an unwillingness to to let anything happen to yourself and i think that's the difference like if it, if it's like a selfish se- selfish or selfless mm-hmm. act and like yeah i think you have to get that balance right like like i said it's good to to be aware of the gray area and not like completely lose sight or dehumanize another side and just being like what a fucking dick like like what a piece of shit and just like and like to get on your yeah, high horse you, and feel yeah, good about yourself like yeah. you can do that yeah but bit. i know what you mean you, you get on the high horse and then you're kind but of it's like good you're to remember yourself because you're like i did the right thing and then that's it yeah but yeah but there is such thing as right and wrong and she did something wrong and she should suffer yeah. the consequences like that is also an important thing to remember and yeah that's enough. i think that was it really but yeah, just uh, when it ha- like after, like when I was reading about it and all, I was just thinking about it and just thought it'd be, hmm. kind of bring it back to, it reminded me of stuff. Yeah, well, it makes sense because yeah, it does, it does kind of tie in with the I whole that... Chicago 7 thing because they, they surely, they surely would have been, I'm assuming, fighting for some kind of, well, they were framed for a riot, but it was for the free speech and stuff as well kind of thing. It was, it was um, against the war, but against all like the Americans being killed yeah. in the war and everything like that. Vietnam War. Mm. Which, like I said, is it was them reaching out and trying to do something good for people that couldn't, where her thing was basically trying to protect herself. Yeah. And also feeling like, I'm sorry, but like, to compare your struggles with that of some Jewish during the Holocaust is like abhorrent. Like, but like, come on, like, have a bit of self awareness. Like, like she's fucking, she's fucking probably loaded in a mansion, and she's like, oh, I feel persecuted. Like, exactly. Who? And that's the thing too. Like, like uh, you, you said, uh, mentioned earlier, like comparing like the, um, the the barter thing with like the concentration camps. Like, even if that's not accurate, the intent behind it is different because you're you're trying to 
be compassionate to someone that is less off and make that yep. like even though it's the same comparison there's a different intent behind it which i think is uh relevant yeah, as well like i'm not trying to say because as i even i think i kind of made a point of saying is like because i wouldn't say that they are as bad because i wouldn't want to take away from what people came through but i also yeah don't entirely know what they're going through so i can't say from that educated yeah. respect like in years it could come out that um my like the comparison is completely spot on and it could also come out that it's not. Yeah. I, but I, I still, think it's going to be think, in the middle. <laughs> you know, like in a way. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, like your, um, the intent comes from a base of like understanding and compassion, which I think is. And it has nothing to do with me. Completely different. Like, it is, it's, yeah. I'm not sitting here doing this as if I'm trying to defend myself. Yeah. She was saying it to yeah. defend herself, and that's how she feels. Yeah. Which is disgusting whereas i'm trying to say it like i'm um, this is for other people that's nothing to do with me yeah. um yes yeah, so thanks for clarifying that so i don't have to feel bad but <laughs> <laughs> <What? laughs> <laughs> uh, is, is there anything else you want to say on the point um i think just get what i was saying is like i think the only good thing is that i suppose because she would have been i imagine a very good role model for like kind of young girls because star wars is um, like I'll yeah. submit, like Mandalorian is obviously very well made in whatever TV show, but like my, like all the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. are, I've seen them all as a kid. I love them. I watched all the cartoons. Yeah. They were all designed for like ten year olds. Still love every second, <laughs> you know. And I always thought, and yeah. Star Wars always did have good, strong female characters. Even the very first movie, the leader of the rebellion was a woman, which is in 1977, which is quite, mm-hmm. you know, would have been big for the time. And I just kind of feel that, like, because especially the way it is, I'm sure it's the same with yourself. Like, if I like somebody in a movie or like a tv show i usually then fucking if they're like as for you like if they're on dax shepherd or something you'd want to go and find out who they are kind of behind the screen and the problem is then is because if you're young and impressionable you might see somebody doing something like that and i you're saying is right or wrong i think it's wrong and i disagree with but you could understand mm-hmm. how she's playing a hero on the screen to being yeah villain yeah no, she, she i i think that was it i think that was a good good character yeah like yeah, she was a fucking ex-Republic, what, heavy? Excellent. Yeah. Had to be tattoo and all. It looks like a teardrop, but it's a rebel line symbol, but, you know. Yeah, I was I was looking at it, I was like, is it a <laughs> rebel thing? Yeah. I know, but it's just done it. Has she been in prison for life? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> wonder is anyone going to get that? I wonder if anyone's got that and is now like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe yeah, some like sympathizers are all getting that tattoo. <laughs> I had one. I I uh, have one more point on the Mandalorian, not really related. It was just a wee footnote. It was something that like I noticed at the time and I forgot about, and then it popped into my head again. Uh, spoilers, but it's in the first season, so it's not really a spoiler. So if you haven't seen any Mandalorian, skip forward like sixty seconds. And also, but uh, it should be called a night saber. Hmm? What? It should have been called a night saber. What? The dark saber. Why should it have been called a night saber? I get it. Night saber, night saber. It's just so much neater. <laughs> Why do you, I don't know? Dark I like, saber. I like dark saber. Oh really? Yeah, but there's a lot. I more. know. Just when I see it, there's a lot more in the lore about it, it and it's like way into like the even extended universe or the current canon. And even, I suppose that. 
Sorry, I was just going to say, I suppose Dark Saber makes sense because it's like Dark Side, Dark Saber. But it's just like so neat. You just change one letter. Mm. <laughs> but, but, the, but the thing is, is it isn't dark. It's nothing to do with the Dark Side of the Force, even though it's Dark Saber. Oh, there you go then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it is used by Dark Side Rulers, and I think Maul had it for a while. But anyway, because it's in, it's in an awful lot of more lore before that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, no, I like Dark Saber, man. That's actually Dave Filoni. Um, he would have done that because he did a lot of Clone Wars and it's actually really funny because I'm pretty sure George Lucas doesn't actually like J.J. Abrams or just did not like and he didn't like episode 9 and he didn't like episode 7 and he didn't like episode 8 like George <laughs> Lucas did not like any of the sequel any of the movies without them but then Dave- George Lucas doesn't even like the movies he made that's why he goes back and changes them yeah <laughs> <laughs> but he um he, him, him, and Dave Filoni. He ended up doing Clone Wars, and then Dave Filoni did Clone Wars, and like Dave Filoni, and then also John Favreau is like the two people that George Lucas has given like the thumbs up to for like doing Star Wars work, and he's like fucking slate. Like he has absolutely slated like the sequel trilogy. He's seen Episode Seven, you know, one J.J. Abrams, and he was like, "I sat down, watched the movie, is invited to the premiere, and I was like, you know, Star Wars. When we first did this. There was a lot like, and it was like, even with the new ones, it was like all about you know we used all CGI. It was at the time it was breaking boundaries and stuff. And he was like, I just watched a movie I made like forty years ago. He was like, Why did he make this movie? This was such a terrible idea. <laughs> like he just slits <laughs> it like one hundred percent. You're like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and like, look how it turned out. <laughs> yeah. I just love whenever you see stuff like that. Right then. Uh, We'll start a poll, Dark Saber or Night Saber. Okay, do that poll. I'm gonna go Dark Saber. <laughs> I'm one. So that's one. Well, one on each side, anyway. Um, can't wait for the Ahsoka series now. And yes, I've got a lot, a lot of. I just realized I'm like I got a lot of Star Wars stuff I could talk about, but this is not the place. <laughs> <laughs> That can be the sequel to our Futurama podcast. Yeah. <laughs> a man explains uh, Star Wars to a man. <laughs> Star Wars to another man. It's yeah. like, what? It's just because I started um, getting into all the audiobooks and stuff, too. And they are class, but they're all linked. The games, the movies, the TV shows, and the books are all concurrent and are all in canon. So you can, like, literally almost. Not all of them. Hmm? Some of the some of the games anyway definitely got uh, stricken oh, from the. Oh, sorry, all the. Oh, sorry, I should say like all the new ones or all the kind of like Disney, I suppose, backed ones now. So like Fallen Order, Battlefront Two, Squadrons, which is the games. All of the books that came out through Disney and the movies, and then the Clone Wars and Rebels are all canon. Like, there's an awful lot of callbacks in Mandalorian to like the TV show Rebels, and like there's an awful lot of stuff that like I would have seen. That like because it was interesting following it because it's like I know who this person is. And I know all this backstory, and then I realized that if you were somebody, which would be like you, you have no idea who the fuck Bo-Katan is or what the Darksaber is. And I'm like, I know where all of this comes from kind of a thing. Oh, I was actually wondering what it would be like to watch it like that, because I see these characters and I'm like, hmm, how the fuck is this going to work? <laughs> it's well, I, that way. I, yeah, I think like uh, first season, I, it just felt grand. Like this season, I felt like there was a bit, I felt like they were getting into like uh, the wider universe and there's probably stuff that I should have known or 
I don't know. There's something about it that I was just like, I bet there's like more. It, it felt like I was getting him to maybe it was just getting a bit more fan service. Maybe that's what I it was. I think it was a bit more fan service. But I do think stands to like the quality of the show being so good is that you're able to watch it without any of that and still mm-hmm. enjoy it. Obviously, I know who like Boba Fett is and stuff like. Yeah, exactly. It's so like Star Wars is so in the zeitgeist. It's you can't not know certain things. Yeah. Like, so like it's impossible to go into it blind out is what I'm trying to say. Like yeah, like you, everyone's seen it's fucking like Star Wars. What? Yeah, but like everyone's seen Grogu and was like, oh, that's a baby Yoda. You know, that's what it was called. Yeah. He was called for it. It's like you're true. Yeah, it's just so in the zeitgeist. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't matter if you watch it or not. You know who these characters are. <laughs> I've. I've watched the Family Guy specials and the Robot Chicken. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know what's going on. And I I love the Robot Chicken specials because they're they they yeah they do too. they do parody well though and like they know how to they know you know if you parody I think I said it so many times like you parody something you fucking obviously usually love it you must know it that well yeah they do them so well the Robot Chickens I love the DC ones as well like they're brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah it's like fucking all f- about them. The one that always sticks out to me is like all four of them go in and try and like pick up like woman or something and they're like no 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 mm-hmm. no bruce wayne tonight only as batman <laughs> it's like oh shit <laughs> uh, i haven't watched robot chicken in ages actually yeah. that used to be another like uh it was like every time me and scott would put it on after like a night out or whatever it'd just be like our passing out yeah. show <laughs> it's like put on robot chicken we'll go to sleep which seems mad because it's so frantic, but I don't yeah, know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, it's very like you know, like it's not like a smooth or calming thing. It's just <laughs> you know, it's like fucking weird bigness. Of- like after, after a load of drinks, you don't really have to concentrate too yeah. much. You're- okay, it's over. Next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Must fucking ten seconds. There we go. Done. Out. <laughs> yeah. So when you're full of beer, you're just like. I, I control yeah. what's going on. <laughs> yeah. makes perfect sense. It, there's occasion. There's like probably like there's probably like a funny bit that stops and then you laugh. <laughs> yeah, very like yeah. delayed reaction. Is there um, anything else? I can't think. I don't think of anything else really. Um, no, I think I think that's pretty much all I had in mind to talk about. Yeah, I was kind of thinking probably time for the track. I think yeah, we're we're getting at least that regulated. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, this is one that like it, it came into my head after I listened to the um, everywhere at the end of time, and I I, I rewatched the video that like introduced me to that album. Uh, the video is called "The Darkest Album I've Ever Heard" by Bucket of Jake, and uh, it's very good. If you enjoyed me talking about it. It's a good video to watch because I, I think you, it, it was cool for me to listen to now again after or watch the video after now again after listening to the album because, uh, there was things that like, I I could remember saying to you, <laughs> that he said in the video and stuff like that. But if you liked me talking about it, he goes into a little bit uh, more in depth and stuff. Um, but the reason I watched it because I thought that's where I. Uh, the video that I watched about the idea of like the the memory and the music but um, it must have been a different video and I tried to find it today but mm. uh, maybe I can find it for next next podcast because it was very good and it's the reason that like this album that I've chosen this week was in my head after 
uh, listening to that album. It's getting very convoluted here. <laughs> but basically, um, <laughs> so one of the like the things behind Ever at the End of Time is how um, even whenever like you have dementia, whatever, you can still remember yeah, songs. that powerful. And it's to do with the way um, song music can get like coded in your brain where it um, it becomes tied to an emotion which doesn't be like affected by dementia. So, and it's like, like music has that really transcendent property, like where you can put on a album or a song and be transported back to mm-hmm. another time. And it's because whenever those memories are being formed, they they had this emotional attachment and it like, it gets wired into a different part of your brain. And I remember that when I first learned about that, there's this album that I've chosen this week is the one that I thought of. It's an album by Iron Sheik, uh, their third album called You Can't Stay Here. Um, Just a quick anecdote. Took, I didn't know how to pronounce their name for ages because it's like spelled, Sheik is spelled C-H-I-C. And I thought it was like Iron Chick. And I was like, Oh, and then I, was like, I actually thought it was S H E I K. Yeah, <laughs> that you were saying that. I thought you meant like. Yeah, I'm eventually sure. I realized it's a play on that. Yeah, yeah, like which I get the... now. Yeah, but it's yeah. like yeah, she, yeah, I get, I, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. But that's what I mean. I always, I thought it was spelt, but you said yeah. like yeah, I did cop on, but like yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, because I, I, just, I was like, what? I didn't really understand. I just didn't get it until like someone said it out loud, and I was like, oh right. Mm. <laughs> Anyway, um, but yeah, this album uh, came out, um, to the I think twenty seventeen. I want to say, and I, I listened to it like a couple of times. I, me- I remember listening a couple of times when it came out, and I thought it was okay. And then, like a couple of months later, my uncle died, and this on this album, this album came out after one of the members of the band died. And I just remember getting so much like solace from this album mm. at that Solid time. Solidarity from it. Yeah, it just like it it felt like it was addressing those things, but in a really like um constructive way. Like not it didn't feel like wallowing in those emotions. It felt like we'll get through this kind of thing. And mm. um yeah, it and it just like yeah, it's just it was just weird. It just became this album that like really helped me. I kept turning to, and even now it like like I was talking about that video I watched about the emotions. Like I, that's my experience still. Whenever it, this album is almost like a we um, I kind of refer to it like as a, a cheat code that when I'm feeling really down, I can just put it on, and it takes me right back to that moment of not of feeling down, but feeling of getting better well, like, <laughs> like, yeah yeah yes like you're still feeling down but just knowing that you can get through it yeah it's like it when i when i listen to it it doesn't bring me part back to feeling down it brings you back to 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 getting out of getting past that yeah. place yeah uh, it's yeah i love it um also oh very fitting we we're talking about futurama the first song is called a headache with pictures and the last song is called "To Shreds." You say 
<laughs> Futurama <laughs> references. And I was I was thinking about that. I never really thought about it before, but uh, I was thinking, I was wondering if maybe that was, maybe the guy who died in the band was a fan or something, and that's why they... It must be something like that. Like, I, I feel like that must be a private joke yeah. or something. No, I, can't <laughs> I don't know. Whenever you said that there, sorry, I know very heavy topic, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you've been saying about like you know whenever you hear it or something like i know that yeah. part exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, is, uh, oh. and like the whole album is uh is, is cathartic but there's something about that last song is just like this like like exclamation point in the whole thing and it's just like such a release i don't know it's hard to describe but it's fantastic would you say it tears you to shreds you say mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I don't believe but, it does. Uh, that sounds fast. <laughs> yeah, it's um there's just and there's some great lyrics in there too. Like there's and there's like moments of like uh that just make me laugh too. It's like one of the lyrics in one of the songs is um you know there's something wrong when your heart stops beating. <laughs> it's like Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> or like I think my favorite song between the shreds you say and um, another song, uh, Let's Get Dangerous, it's just like really pumps me up and stuff. And yeah, it's it's great. Uh, I recommend it. I think you'd I think you'd probably enjoy it actually too. I'm also gonna play in cheek. At least I don't know how to spell a band name. <laughs> and yeah, check it out. And uh, yeah, like I was also thinking like this is kind of a good example of like this album choice is a good example of what I wanted to do with these. Uh, album choices because Blind Boy did a couple of album choices on like his podcast but they were kind of like you know just classic albums so I didn't want to do that like if you want to if you want a list of the best albums ever made then just look up Rolling Stones or something like I wanted to make a choose albums that are my personal choice that have a that I personally love that like you can't get this list anywhere else kind of thing yeah I know what you mean. And like, because music is so personal, I think it's, it's, to me, that's more interesting anyway. I don't know about anyone else, but that's. But also, me and you have very similar music tastes. You show me an awful lot of music tastes that I yeah. like. So that's why it kind of makes sense here, because you can discuss it with me, someone who will actually probably give stuff a listen of like a similar yeah. ear and then see what the. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to give like, uh, like an academic kind of thing of like why this album's perfect or something. Like, I want to. <laughs> I want to share something. That... Yeah, it's like why yeah. I like yeah because you, you you shared a very personal personal story yeah. there about why it's important yeah. to you. I... But then, like you know, if all things being well, is like maybe somebody listening could hear that, find out that album, and if they're going through something similar, yeah. get the same you know same kind of like comfort or like help, and it... which would be fantastic. Like, and it's uh... like, in a way, I suppose I'm also like <laughs> like that's what music means to me in general is like the personal relationships that you that you um make with certain bands or songs or whatever like part of the, the beauty of it all that's true yes all right plus i find a lot of the, i find a lot of the music through this podcast quite like lauren bird now so yeah that's a... being a being a millennial myself <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I was, I was really happy about that uh last time we were talking you were like oh i really like that song i was like yeah, it's good. It's, yeah. yeah, the next day I listened to it twice on the way to work. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was at like six in the morning. Like that was at that was at twenty past six in the morning. Me driving to work, pitch black, like fucking. 
sorry for not being able to buy houses and stuff. I was like, yeah, <laughs> driving out of my wee shed that I live in somebody's converted garage. Like, <laughs> yeah, and, and that's that's a perfect example of why I wanted to choose Irish songs to play every podcast too. Yeah. I might hear something like that and and have a new favorite song or whatever, and it'd be by someone local irish or yeah local artist mm, well, yeah i say look by whenever i say local i do mean all of Ireland. <laughs> well, i don't know where lauren's based but she is quite local as far as i know mm. i know uh darren darty is in uh straban and she plays in his band so i don't know if she's no so she must be something from somewhere. there as well originally or where she's at maybe we'll get her on the podcast <laughs> anyway um, may as well try brings sounds, us like to... a side, sounds like a sidetrack thing but I'd happily be there <laughs> <laughs> um, which brings us to our local artist definitely a local artist this time uh, Derry's Sherem oh yeah Sherem Sherem I'm going to have to get Hannah on the podcast and, and uh, find yeah, explain it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah kind of um, similar sound to Iron Sheik a um, bit more on the power pop side, or Iron Sheik, or a bit more pop punk, I suppose. But um, they also released a new single there, like, was it last week? Uh, Kisses on My Card. Yeah, it was last week. It was like a couple of days before Valentine's Day, I think. Kisses on My Card. Um, this song I've chosen, I think it's like a little uh, underappreciated, maybe, or maybe that's just my uh <laughs> my take on things but uh it was like the the b-side to their single abigail i think which is like great song as well but i've chosen this one weird ones which i think is right now anyway i think it's my favorite song of theirs which is why i chose it and because mm. i'm not sure if maybe it doesn't get the love it deserves <laughs> you want to give it the love yes. it deserves hit it
Really <laughs> um, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I noticed uh, that like my favorite song or my favorite part in Cherim songs are usually like just some wee like uh, vocal melody that Hannah sings. She's got a knack for just I don't know. Can, can I ask? Did I did I meet her? Am I right saying did I meet her? They played swell, didn't they? Yeah. Am I right? Yes. No, I'm not sure. She ginger? No, no. No, I'm thinking somebody else. You might have met her at some point in Derry or something. I feel like I've seen them though, but maybe I haven't. It's really confused. Could have done. <laughs> yeah, could have done. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. Like, cause the voice sounds familiar, but I can avoid. Yeah. Really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the song, right? But I was like, why does it sound familiar? But then again, I've also probably listened to Sharon with you as well. You know, I can avoid. Yeah. <laughs> could be wrong. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed that, but are so, you trying to say that we're the weird ones? Maybe we're the weird ones. Weird ones. Maybe I need to that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so catchy. I've seen all the ones reminded me of. I, I, I seen when I came on the podcast, I was humming Abigail to myself, their other uh, recent single, or yeah. last year, I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, good earworms. Yeah. I don't know why, but uh, when I was listening to it, it made me think of like as I was sitting there. And, but granted, I couldn't see you, but I seen a good wholesome Reddit post, and it was this guy being like a, was a music professor, and he was sharing a song or like something, and then like uh, for like a minute to explain something, but he forgot to share the audio file, and then he was like, "Oh, sorry, I forgot to share the audio file." And one of his students wrote back, "It's okay, we all just enjoyed watching you vibe to music." Apparently, <laughs> just sat back and was kind of like. <laughs> that's what you're doing right now it's what reminded me of it just for feeling himself kind of like just loving the song which is class like yeah mm. um so yeah I really enjoyed that it's another song to listen to this week driving to work <laughs> which is usually what I do with them <laughs> yeah um yeah, there are new songs on Spotify and all as well. Hmm. And YouTube. Uh, That's what we listen to. <laughs> no, they're a new song. I don't oh, think so they're they're new right. song. it's on YouTube, actually. Sorry, yeah, new song. Sorry, it wasn't on, was on YouTube, I think, the last time I was looking for it, but I think I've seen it on there today. Because hmm. uh, it's a card. Um, That's about us, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a rap. Usually it's a rap after the song. <laughs> Oh yeah, we have to do our outro rap. Yeah, I I, I thought of this idea. I would love to make a rap album, but whenever it starts off, you just kind of hear the start of a deli, and someone being like, "I can have a chicken fillet wrap," and then just the entire album is just forty minutes of people giving rap orders. Yeah, well, uh, my friend Jake uh, has a rap called the Breakfast Rap. <laughs> so. Uh... <laughs> I think I'd like Jake. I think we have the same sense of humor. Yeah, you'd like Jake. Yeah. Just that one joke alone. I'm like, that's, a, that's cool. a man after my own heart there. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, it's good. Signing off, I suppose. 
Yes. Kind of like just cut there on the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Standing off as well. Yes. Yes. Oh. Bye. <laughs> yes. All right. Mm, yes. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Goodbye, everybody. Doesn't mean that we should all just care less. Need each other.